All right, welcome back to the With Joe Weavey podcast. We're moving now. We're talking about Naval Ravikant, and we're moving on to his How to Get Rich uh, uh, podcast series, Tweetstorm. And today I'm going to talk about potentially one problem with it. I don't want to, I don't want to criticize it. I just want to point something out um, that might be lost when you look at it. And uh, yeah, I think this is, we're going to do this, it'll probably take us 10 episodes or so, Luke, because mm-hmm. this is now, all right, we're talking about what is the world of leverage we now live in? I think this is such a great sequence of thoughts and ideas from Naval on, on how to understand this world and the leverage and what you should really be doing in this sort of world um, to, to make the most of it. If you're one of the people who really wants to make the most of it, rather than, again, the, the outdated view of reality that school is presenting to you, again, to knock school, uh, is, is quite... Di- diametric like it goes really faces the other way to this stuff but Naval is someone who's obviously very deep in the world of technology investing everything like that so he has a pretty good vantage point now this tweet storm and series has blown up he's famous he's famous for it all over the world you love it i love it most people we know love it so what the hell am i picking on where's the where's the problem i see all right so obviously there's a very it's, it's a very loaded name um, how to get rich without getting lucky, right? And the whole how to get rich. So he prefaces it with this. He says, he thought it would be a controversial discussion, but that everyone was interested in it, right? We live in a weird society where everyone pretends they're not interested in money, but they deep down really do want to make it. Like it's not cool to talk about a desire to want to be rich or have lots of money these days, right? But he's, he's kind of like, well, no, everyone really does want it. So here's some things he's learned about obviously money now i won't go into that yet i want to talk about that at the end after we've reviewed it all because it is gold and it really isn't about that i think the first time scott sent it to our, our friend you know nick abraham luke mm, yeah. um you know he's like looking for something to listen to and he thought oh it's just about making money scott's like no 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 it's not just about money it's much broader than that so i think it's named in a particular way that i don't know uh, I don't know if it is, is, is the best name, and I'll suggest a new one at the end. But anyway, come back to the, the, the premise of this. And the premise is that he says, money buys you freedom in the material world, right? This is Naval. It won't make you happy, right? So that's why he's saying, all right, yeah, money's not going to make you happy, but it buys you this freedom. So this is why we're going to talk about This is why this is worth talking about. Now, the preface before we go into it is actually think that as a one-liner, that is oversimplified. That money buys you freedom in the material world. So I want to challenge that a bit. All right, I want you to help me. Now, it's based on my experience. I know people who have accumulated a lot of money, but have not managed to create freedom in the material world. (laughs) Because you can't separate the psychology from the experience, obviously. Right? You still have a right. Money's not this thing we can do in an echo chamber. So the system one thinking, you know, go to our good friend Daniel Kahneman, is this idea that freedom has a price tag. But as Jordan, as Jordan Peterson says, sorry, so many like high power CEOs and people like that actually have less control of their time than the average person. So they're not actually free. I also think that money can entrench you psychologically into higher perceived necessary costs to do with your life. So he, he does talk, he does address this later on, Naval does. But I think this is why I place a lot of emphasis on MVL, Luke, mm. before diving into something like this, into minimum viable lifestyle. Um, because a lot of people have these assumptions 
I certainly used to around, I need this amount of money and then I'll be not necessarily happy maybe, but I'll be free. I won't have to worry about money once I've got this much. I'll be free from the material world. I won't have to worry about it anymore. But I actually think that more than, so most people think they've got to earn more to get to some level of comfort that they seek or status or whatever it is that's really driving them. I actually think the most effective thing to do that's not exclusive to earning more money, so it's, it's go earn as much money as you want. I'm not turning away money at this point in my life. But actually the reframing and the concept of the minimum viable lifestyle, in my opinion, is like is something you should definitely do alongside that. I'd sure. say it precedes the need to get rich. Right, like we've created this new, I don't know, way of thinking about career with constant student called the exponential career. And the basic concept yep. is like start with psychological financial freedom um, before you dig into cultivating how to make money. And it's not something I see done ever. <laughs> it's not something I see done ever. Um, for example, all right, so I don't know if people think I'm just being pedantic here. So I thought some examples would be helpful to ground this in something real. So a thought experiment, one way to ruin someone's life, give them a lot of money very quickly that they haven't gone through a bumpy road to cultivate. The best example is young sports stars and celebrities. Um, <laughs> like when people are given too much too quick, especially like you learn so much, especially when it comes to wealth, which is what I've seen in my family. You really learn a lot about how to handle a lot of say money on the journey to make that money. The education is contained with the experience. When you've accelerated it, like someone wins the lottery or someone starts getting paid a lot from a young age as a footballer, for example, which is happening more now than it even did like the last generation. Like John Terry, who was used to the old England captain, said he used to get paid 100 pounds a week and have to clean the senior players' boots and stuff when they were coming through. <laughs> now teenagers get like, you know, millions a year and so it gets very ridiculous very quick. And it kind of destroys their, a lot, for a lot of them, it destroys their, um, their work ethic, their passion for the game. You know, it, it starts to make them, or comes back to celebs, starts to make them really comfortable and they start blowing it. But there's also examples of people who earn a lot, a lot of money but get into crazy debt because they just, their living uh, expenses go crazy up as the income grows. It actually makes their finances worst worse so i don't think that i know naval doesn't actually because he does talk later about like don't increase your spending and things like that so i know he knows it but i do think that that line money buys you freedom in the material world i don't think money is enough to buy you freedom in the material world now i don't know you tell me am i just carrying on here is there mm. emphasis that's needed here it's good to get an alternate perspective because i just felt like highlighting that the the thing I think about is money, material, the material world is something that scales infinitely. So you have to define what, I think what you're trying to say is you have to actually define what you mean by what you want in the material world. Because as you said, when people start earning a lot more money, they then start to creep up with their lifestyle. And, you know, it can just tip, 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 tip. So even though you're earning more money, obviously you're, you're, you're constraining yourself, but just by increasing your expenses. So that tweet doesn't necessarily clarify that and can be interpreted 
in the wrong way potentially. Yeah, I know that Naval hasn't like applied that the wrong way himself. A guy no, is no, very, no. He's very well balanced. He has a great perspective on all of life. Work is not the only part of life. It's not all about getting rich. So, not 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 a knock on him, but that that can be very dangerous. We know that when you start to get prescriptive, it can get misinterpreted in a very 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 wrong way, and. For example, right, and your, your your points were very, like, spot on. And what I would say is, like, for example, a hippie can be free from the material world without actually acquiring money. Mm. Alan Watts, like, let some people quit the game. So I think that that's, like, important. And, you know, again, Naval comes from the top of the business world. Top of the top. And never, never neglect, no matter how wise people are and how much we love them, that it's hard to have truly, truly broad perspective. Probably to the extent that, say, Alan Watts did, I would say. A great example of someone who thought very broad and very forward and backwards, you know. Like, that's why I think he's remarkable. Um, but, I, yeah, I, I just want to drill that in because it's, it's very difficult there is this, to... I do see this kind of escape velocity dream. You know, everyone starts talking the same language. I met this someone on Slack that messaged me on a very startup-based community the other day. Just starts talking in all the same language and feels like another cultural robot. Like, yeah, I've learned that I don't want to rent out my time. That's not how I'm going to get time freedom. Yeah, it's all these yeah. cliches, speaking in all these cliches. And, I, and that's why I want to do the next series once we've done unpacking a whole bunch of these great thinkers on success subcultures. Because I do think that there's a very... There are these very strange cultural effects that go on around success, money, um, I don't know, how to be happy and fulfilled. And there's, yeah, there's a lot of, um, I don't know, there's, there's a lot of like, you know, people think they're being very autonomous, but they're just recycling these things that come from other people. And they're speaking very mm. robot-like. And they're, and they're still not really thinking that independently. They're just buying into some concept. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if I've gotten kind of off topic. Uh, if but I don't I think it's an oversimplification that money buys you uh, freedom in the material world. I think it's actually much easier to be free by learning to love a life without money. To be honest, it's it's, it's much Could, much simpler. <laughs> what about money gets rid of your money problems? I don't know if that's that's still an oversimplification because I'd say awareness probably has a bigger impact than money on getting rid of your money problems. Because what's an what's, what's an example of a money problem? Uh yeah, that's that's a good point. It's it's still open for interpretation to that. It's open to interpretation. But if you threw an example like, um, or you're just I'm, your I'm, I'm surrounded in I'm crippled in debt. I can't afford to eat. Um, so you're like, okay, that's a money problem. People would say mm-hmm. it's not necessarily like it's can be conceived of as a money problem, or is it a social problem? Is it a social problem that so many people do not have a means of affording food in in the two thousands? You know, or you know, is um, Demello has a story about this rickshaw driver in India, who's like they have a ten to twelve year life expectancy once they've started driving rickshaws, and also there's at the time they clamped down on it, but in India, this was in India, there were these guys buying people's skeletons and exporting people's skeletons. 
and this guy has already sold his skeleton because they know, oh, you're a rickshaw driver, you're going to die soon because you've been doing this for this long. Can we buy your skeleton? So he sells his skeleton in advance of his death. This is the craziest, saddest thing. I'm not kidding. This is the Anthony DeMello story. And But he goes, but you know what? This guy, I forget his name, but this guy was not sad and not like down on his life. And he goes, oh, but you've got tuberculosis. He goes, yeah, you know, makes makes things a bit un- uncomfortable a lot of the time, but, you know. And he goes, but what about your kids? Aren't you worried about them and the life they're going to have? He goes, I'm doing my best. <laughs> I'm doing my best. And he goes, this guy, and then despite his circumstances, did not show a fraction of like the... I don't know, the frustration or the anger at the universe that most people, our neighbors would show, Luke, about not being mm. able to afford the best school or something like that, you know, or, or not being able to get into the property market. So, you know, it's tricky to define a money problem. It, it probably, it still comes in the assumption that we've, most of the way our society works is that's a good fair order and that, the problems within that are money problems. Um, it's hard to just say that is a, I don't know. So I don't want to go too off track with this, but I think that is a very important perspective because it has massive ramifications. If you listen to this and think, all right, now, now I need to go make my million dollars uh, with the ultimate goal that, of living a problem. peaceful life. Whereas, okay, instead of that, it's like my brother once he's like, all right, I need to earn this much so I can, I don't know, uh, you know, get to this, get to this point so I can be like comfortable and stuff. I go, well, the actual quickest way to get comfortable with life is to actually redefine your relationship with your material possessions. (laughs) And then, you know, you can earn more. Anyway, that's enough for today. Uh, We'll come back tomorrow. So, Luke, you're keen to unpack a bit of bit more in a while, aren't you? 100%. All right. We'll actually get into it tomorrow. We'll start talking about the role of, yeah, the role of money and wealth games versus status games. Um, so excited for that as we go through how to get rich uh, piece by piece. Until then.